Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the DeathStoreProds.com video games podcast. As always, I'm dead. If you're joining me today, we got Caveman. Aloha. No Alex this week because of complications. And also, this show is finally not late for once because I'm because I am a fucking lazy ass cockwaffle. It's late because we're recording this on a Wednesday afternoon. Also because I'm lazy ass cockwaffle. Uh, it was mostly because I was so sick yesterday that I couldn't talk. Yeah, it's it was a weird thing where I just kind of noticed suddenly that because I was so fucking lazy with posting these. I ended up posting most podcasts a week after they were supposed to go up. But oddly enough, still in the days they were supposed to go up when I when I should have uploaded them. Well, at least you have an excuse. <laughs> anyway. We're here to talk about video games and stuff. Now that E3's over, we can actually fucking relax a bit. Well, I can. Re- we're here to talk about video games? Yeah. I thought we were here to talk about my cake recipes. Are your cake recipes are your cake recipes in like a cooking mama game? <laughs> no. I'm sorry. Yeah, I don't know where to go for that. Who <laughs> even playing Any caveman? <laughs> Uh, what have I been playing? Well, first off, I'd like to talk about a, a couple of old favorites. And these are old with the capital O. First is Baldur's Gate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is old. Anyone who, anyone who knows anything about me knows that I am fucking addicted as hell to D&D. D&D, Edge of the Empire, well, Fantasy Flight Games, um... Uh, GURPS, the hero system, basically any tabletop, give it to me and have someone sit there and explain the rules to me, and I will be your bitch for at least five or six sessions. So, when I found out there were D&D video games, Childlike Me was filled with whimsy. And then Childlike Me's wallet was filled with wonder at how the hell I was going to get enough money to actually be able to afford any of them. (laughs) Now adult me gets to play them! Finally. Finally. But yeah, um, I'm just getting into Baldur's Gate, so I don't know any of the story. I haven't been able to find a Let's Play that I could actually watch, because every single Let's Play is, well, yeah, these are super efficient maxi ultra runs, or, yeah, I've never played the game before, so let's blunder through it. So it's either... They've so 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 everything is either they've played this game a million times and know everything about it, or they're you. Yeah. And I'd rather not watch me play the game. I understand that. But so far I've made six different characters trying to find which one I'd like the most. Currently, I'm toying around with a uh, ranger specializing in archery so that I can stop dying on the first night. (laughs) So it's one of those kind of games. Yeah. Yeah. It's one of those kind of games. It's also one of those kind of games where I forget to save. 
So I end up falling behind massively because it's like, well, I've got to go all the way back to the beginning. Great. Just great. Well, yeah, yeah, that's, that's real good shit right there. Yeah, but it it is a great game. It's just really fucking complicated and hard to understand because it's not the addition of D&D I'm used to. I started playing D&D 3.5. And this is, I think, like, second edition or something? Like, this is really, really old D&D. Coming from a guy who's been playing D&D for, like, 15 years now. So... Yeah, this is the this is your granddad's D and D. Ain't got none of that advantage. Ain't got none of that advantage shit over here. You're fucking running nineteen goddamn modifiers. Yeah, well, it is. It is a lot of fun. Just infinite math, and it is a ch- it is a challenge to try and figure out what the hell um, I'm gonna do. Like, okay, this is the character that I want to use. This is the strategy that I'm trying to build. Oh, well, shit, that doesn't work at all because they didn't have that in 5th edition. Well, fuck me. Also, I just kind of want to... You've been playing D&D for 15 years. I don't think you really call yourself, like, old school D&D. I don't think you really call yourself, like, OG D&D when D&D was, like, 40 years old. Oh, yeah, no, but I have a lot of experience playing D&D is what I'm trying to get at. Nah, I get that. Like, I, I there are people I know who played 1st edition. When it was just advanced Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> like, and I've played a session of advanced Dungeons and Dragons. I was confused as fuck for like an hour. <laughs> yeah, AD&D seems kind of scary. It is scary. Massively so. But it is fun. Just like all D&D is fun. It is fun. Like, I had a lot of fun with it. And I, um, I'm very much enjoying... Um, uh, Baldur's Gate. I have Baldur's Gate 1 and 2. Um, I'm going to beat Baldur's Gate 1 before I go to Baldur's Gate 2 because I want to transfer over my character. Mm. Because I know I'm going to overlevel the fuck out of my character. Yeah, I, I, I... Being your DM, I can see you doing that. Hi. <laughs> that is the one downside for playing D&D video games for me. I can't turn to the DM and say, well, can we do this bullshit? Yeah, you can't send me a fucking text at three in the morning saying, hey, can I get some fucking red phosphorus? My or, hey, chemist lied to me. Or hey, or like, hey, I want to attach a Leyden jar to a to an arrow and shoot it at somebody that has infinite hey, charging on it. You're usually awake at that time. You're usually awake at that time from what I can see online. It varies, but your fucking thing has destroyed my sleeping schedule. I'm sorry. Because that red phosphorus shit, I now go to bed at 7 a.m. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> you destroy my sleeping schedule. I normally go to bed at 8 a.m., uh, but I have to wake up for like 1 or 2 or noon sometimes to get on these. So fair's fair. <laughs> but yeah, as as you could probably guess from this conversation, I'm I'm a bit insane when it comes to characters and all that crap. A little bit. Just a, a little tiny I'm a little, bit. I'm a little addicted. What can I say? But, so, D&D, I love it. So, D&D video games. I, you, pretty much, you put D&D in a video game, and I'm going to love it. 
there is a D&D video game that I played recently that I don't love. And that lovely little video game is D&D Online. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. I love MMOs. I hate DDO. How It sucks. Okay, elaborate, please. Well, the character leveling is all fucked up. Like, even understanding 5th edition, I'm not sure what they're doing with half of these levels. And I understand that they had to modify it for the MMO, but basically, if you go in with any knowledge of D&D, you're going to be looking at it like, okay, what the fuck is wrong with all of my character builds? Because they, they changed a lot from 3.5 to 4th edition to 5th edition, but a rogue is still good at being a rogue, except in DDO. Like, they kind of made it so that everybody's more equal, since, you know, it's an MMO and nobody wants to be like, eh, this one class is the best, so everybody should play this. Even though Rogue is the best class ever, period. Um, I'm just, I don't like it. I don't like, <laughs> I don't like DDO, I don't like... I don't like the whole mindset that you have to get into to be good at that game, and I really, really just don't like a lot of the changes that they made to the system. So, I won't be going back to DD Onli DD on D D Online, ever. How did they handle, but, like, stats and stuff? What was it? Was it like the... Let me see if I can... Was it like the 20-point model like it is in regular D&D, &D, or do they switch over to, like, a more... MMO kind of thing where they have numbers in like the hundreds or whatever. If I remember it, the 20 point model, I did play this for like an hour, like three weeks ago. So forgive me if some of my information is wrong, but if I remember, no, it well, was not, I like expect you to fucking remember everything about this fucking game. Well, if I remember it was like, it was the 20 point model. So like it was like you could buy points up to a certain level and that was your character. Though I will always hate that because I am a classic player, which means I roll 46 drop and uh, drop the lowest to build my characters. Period. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but moving away from D and D, another absolutely classic game: Call of Cthulhu: Dark Corners of the Earth. I. Tried to play that once and got too scared because I'm a little bitch boy. I was playing it at midnight the other night. Lights off. No one else home. You're a smirk. Got, I got about an hour in. <laughs> 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 I don't normally play scary video games. But I'm really glad I played this one. Because it is absolutely wonderful. It is exactly what I would want out of a Call of Cthulhu game. The only other Call of Cthulhu game that I've played and probably enjoyed as much was a Call of Cthulhu tabletop game. I'm not going to get into that story because it's a long one. <laughs> and no, it's not the one you ran for me. I figured. Um, but, no. Um, I'm learning systems, goddammit. In Call of Cthulhu Dark Corner... Oh, no, you did a great job, but... In Call of Cthulhu, Dark Corners of the Earth, I can't remember the main character's name because I was too scared at the time. But you play I'll a detective. Okay, thank you. You're playing a detective who goes to the town of Innsmouth to basically find someone. 
can't even remember their name. Um, Ooh, that game's but, fucking currently a buck twenty-five on Steam. Yeah, that's why I'm playing it. <laughs> it was dirt cheap. Yeah, and I had wanted it so. Police detective Jack Walters. Yeah, uh, police detective Jack Walters, and you're hired to go find uh, this lost person. I can't. I'm not going to even be arsed to remember their name. Um, and you go to Innsmouth, which is literally like, hey, you want to go to the creepiest fucking corner of the earth? It's the opposite of Disneyland, unless you go to Disneyland Underground. You want to go to a town where everything smells vaguely of fish and hatred? Mostly hatred. Oh, and where everyone's inbred. Like, seriously, the place is fucking creepy. I spent all of like five minutes in that town. And I was like, eh, how long till I can leave? Is this another situation where the game calls me a bad person for not destroying it? That game is fucking creepy. And there's like, it is unrepentant about how creepy it is. It's like, yeah, we know we're fucking with your head. Deal with it. And I love it. Hey, what's the matter? I don't want to play it. Hey, what's the matter? Little I don't, bitch I, boy can't handle a fucking squid with a mouth inside its anus. I don't want to play it anymore, but I love it. <laughs> See, it played like fucking 20 minutes of it. Like, yeah, I'm good. This game's great. Fuck all of you. <laughs> just I'm going to go back just, and finish just it. Just uninstall it immediately. Give it an incredibly positive rating. <laughs> uh, don't be surprised if next time I am talking about, like, my full experience with it because I do plan to go back and beat it. I just will probably instead of in the dark by myself, play it in the daylight. You know, maybe with other people. With there. somebody else there making fart noises to relieve the tension. Probably. Probably mostly the fart noises, if I'm honest. But, no, it is and it it does something that a lot of games don't do. Which is, it builds some great tension. Like, it builds ass-puckering levels of tension. And Mm. I'm not saying that to make a joke. I'm saying that because my ass puckered in fear at this game. (laughs) I'm saying this because I went, I think my ass just came out in my colon. What the hell? I was that scared. And I don't think that's how puckering works. Shut up. The only other time that I was ever that scared of a game was when I was like five. I was probably older, but I was playing the second Harry Potter game. And there was this segment where hellhounds are chasing you. And I threw the controller at the TV screen and broke it (laughs) because I was that freaked out. I was like, I was a little shit. I was a tiny little kid. And that was the only other time I've been that scared by a video game. So take that into account, people. This game scared the shit out of me. <laughs> okay. Now we start so ta- next, on to a much less scary game. Well, just as we start talking about this, I have pulled up my fucking Keeper's Manual, and I'm now looking through for the fucking monsters, seeing if there's anything I can fucking make, because I kind of want to run a campaign to this again. <laughs> I look forward to it. I hope I won't be as fragile this time. Yeah, that's just assuming I can actually figure out how to fucking build a campaign. Um, so next is Until Dawn. 
my good friend Birdie got this game for me the other uh, the other day, like a week ago, because I love horror movies. Yeah, and, th- and this is, I, and this is a, included in those old games with capital O's, right? No, this is we're out of the old games. Yeah, back we're in those halcyon days of 2015 or whatever the fuck that game came out. There is one thing I want to say about this game. It was made with the intent of it starting a whole new like form of movie-going experience, and I want it to. I want it to make this happen. Because I think that horror movies done this way are scarier than horror movies ever could be done the old way. How and so? And I'm genuine in this belief. Because you're actively participating in all of the bullshit that the victims are going through. You are actively making decisions. And it is it is actively scary. So you want like, horror movies to become horror video games? No. I want horror movies to become uh, interactive horror movies. So horror video games. I want games. horror movies where... Yeah, fine, sure, whatever. Just like David Cage-style fucking telltale shit. Like, hey, you, sh- you chose this thing. Hey, this person will remember that. Yeah, that was that that was a little annoying when they did shit like that, but overall I had a great time. I'm having I am having a great time with this. And this is a game that I'm going to go back and replay because I want to see what my what other choices might have effects on the game. I know there's supposed to be like multiple options for killers and shit like that, and I am very Damn. curious to see what multiple options for killers well yeah i know that like the ultimate villain is loop guru but which is stupid wait but... what oh you didn't know until dawn's yeah, about wendigos no. wendigos i thought it was lugarus no. okay wendigo sorry yeah they say I got my they mystical say the word wendigo flipped. multiple times i haven't gotten that far <laughs> i'm still at the beginning when it's like when you're sawing people in half and shit. And the game's set in Alberta. Like half the party. What? And the game's set in Alberta. I don't know. I'm a caveman. Leave me alone. Why would Lucaroo be in fucking the prairies? Dude, I have a cold and I haven't slept well. Leave me alone. I think it's in Alberta. It's in the mountains somewhere. Okay, not prairies then. Because the prairies is just fucking... You can see for you can see for fifty miles in either direction, and in either direction is nothing. But where was I? You done distracted me. <laughs> um, it is a great horror game, just in general. I I I stopped because Alberta. I called it. Okay, Woo. whatever. I stopped because I was mildly bored with it <laughs> at the time. <laughs> Um, <laughs> mostly because like I think it's a more fun thing to play like with a group of people all shouting don't go in there and I'm like I have to go in there the game's making me so that I can actually interact with the people who are shouting that for once in a movie's uh, entire existence <sighs> yeah but yeah I I heartily endorse it. I hope that something similar to it comes out in the future because it is it is very well done. It is very much, you know, uncanny valley, and that's a bit of a problem. 
Uh, I will not even pretend that that is not, you know, creepy as fuck. But... Mm. It is very well written. As far as I as far as I am, it's very well written. Um, it is uncanny valley as fuck, but I am actively enjoying the story, actively invested in participating in said story, and I look I thoroughly look forward to up until the movie shits the bed, which most modern horror movies do. It was made by a guy who makes movies. Really, I didn't know. Yeah, Larry Fessenden. I, I Fessenden. That. I, I've been watching the behind the sheet, behind the scenes shit. I'm so watching the behind the scenes. I am still ill. Also, actually, want me to take the uh, piss on you when you're sick? Um, at E3, uh, they kind of announced a prequel to this game called The Inpatient, where you play as one of the patients of the Blackwood Sanatorium, who turns into a Wendigo. See, the Wendigo part still annoys me because it's like, oh, yeah, it's shitting the bed again. But <laughs> I'll probably play it. Yeah, no, I love this game so much, I specifically requested it be at my bachelor party so that we could get drunk and play this game. <laughs> <laughs> but the final game that I've been playing is I'm revisiting Mass Effect Andromeda. And let me just get under my lone banner... Planted in the ground. I enjoy this game. It's not as good as its predecessors. No. But it's still a very enjoyable game to me. So go ahead and pour on the... Oh, the character models suck and it's not the same as the originals and it's not as good a story as you want. I want to try to work in a we got this joke, but I can't think of a way to work it in naturally. I enjoy the Mass Effect series. Hands down, it is it is the reason I bought an Xbox. I pre-ordered this game, and I don't pre-order a lot of games. I enjoyed it. I am a huge fan. So are the people who are hating I this am, game. What? I know. And I should be one of them, is what I'm trying to get at. If anything, I should be on their side. Except I'm not. Because I don't see what they see. I don't see a betrayal of their favorite franchise. I don't see a pile of garbage that is ruining the ability for others to enjoy the old games or... That is just killed the franchise. Because you know what killed the fucking franchise? Everybody who shit the bed saying it was the worst thing ever. That's what killed the franchise. That's what's fucked the franchise. The fact that people are like, Oh no, it's never going to be the same and I'm just going to go back and replay Mass Effect 3. That everybody shit the bed over the ending. Seriously, people. It's a video game. And you know what? Andromeda is fun. It's a lot of fun. Exploring planets that... like The concept is you're exploring planets that ne have never been seen by human eyes. Just that... That majestic level of being is amazing. Yeah, I wish they hadn't gotten all of the character models horribly awry. Seriously. The character models, the facial animations, the character faces, the hair... Oh. 
it, it's like Mass Effect 1 hair. Oh, God. It's so bad. Like, I will harp on how bad the models for the characters are. But everything else? Better or worse than fucking... Elinoir hair? Par. I'm going to say par. It's been a while since I've played Elinoir, <laughs> so I'd have to go back to be sure. Ooh. But I'm going to say par. Ooh, yeah, that's bad. Yeah, there are not a lot of options, and I didn't like any of them. Like, they all look like plastic toupees that you stick on the top of your character's head. Except for, like, the few feathered options. Yeah, that's Elinoir. And and half of them make you look like a massive dork. Bully had better hair. Like, fucking Team Bondi, when they weren't busy, like, being horribly abused, they couldn't, like, fucking model some better hair like yeah i know the reason why but, the hair kind of looks like shit but you couldn't like fucking do what you did with the rest of the body and just like put fake hair on them but yeah like i know you're busy um, having the fucking boss like beat you or whatever because that fucking studio got shut the shit down the second that game shipped Seriously, I love it. And they've actually fixed a lot of the facial bugs and a lot of the bugs with updates. A lot of the things that people were complaining complaining about at the beginning have been fixed with updates, have been fixed with patches. Now, it's still like relatively shitty. And I'm still pissed at the really fucking lackluster romance options. But I fucking love just bouncing around, jumping over enemies, hovering in air while I unload a shotgun clip into a guy before dropping to the ground and slashing at them with my sword. The combat is so fluid. And I have to talk about it for this long, because fuck everyone who was shitting on it from day fucking one. I will die for you to have the right to your opinion, but every time I bring up Andromeda, I get a room full of, Yeah, that game sucks and you're wrong for liking it. That's the only reason I'm so adamant that it's a good game. Because everybody shits on me for having this opinion. I have not played it. That is why I am largely quiet. Yeah, well, I was just, I was just like, I just turned it on one day and just took a walk. Because it's that beautiful. And I'm that guy who's like, okay, I have to find the most quick and efficient route to each point of interest so that I can 100% the game within 28 hours so that I can beat my record. My current record on Mass Effect 1 is 11 hours, 47 minutes. To 100% the game. 100%. That sounds nice. Yeah. So, I'm that guy. (laughs) But this is a game that I actually stopped and had to take in the visuals. Because it is a beautiful game. Maybe there's something like a second save file so that it wouldn't affect your your playtime, right? Yeah. (laughs) Figured. Actually, it was on the. I did it on the save file to beat the game. It also has one of my favorite things in video games, which is New Game Plus. 
nothing kills replayability faster for me than having to start over. Going back to D and D, I understand that. <laughs> all right, so that's all I've been playing. What you've been playing, Dead? All right, so I've been getting back into Doom. It had been a minute since I played that last, and so I kind of want to get back into it. I want to actually beat the game. Uh, turns out I really suck at it. <laughs> Shooters are just Doom. Video games, period. <laughs> you need to take my crash course, how to be good at video game. Yeah, you get good, is what I've been told. By various sun-worshipping weirdos, but anyway. Uh, yeah, so... I was in the Lazarus Labs, uh, trying to get through this area, and... It was... Just fucking pinky after pinky after pinky. And I could not deal with those motherfuckers. Okay, I need to know. Are you talking about the modern Doom or are you talking about the classic Doom? Doom 2016. Okay. See, I haven't played that, but I know what you're talking about because I played the original. Yeah, so uh, the pinkies in uh, Doom 2016, they have tons of armor on the front of them so that, so that like shots don't really affect them as much, but their backsides are completely vulnerable, and they bum-rush you. So, you've got to assault them from the rear with your shotgun. Or your ga- or your gauss cannon, or your fucking chain gun, or your rocket launcher, or your super shotgun. So, what you're saying is you have to penetrate them from behind with your um, phallic symbol firing off a projectile load. I don't know what your dick looks like, but if your dick looks like any of those guns, you should probably see a doctor. <laughs> yeah, I've got a gauss rifle in my pants. Stop bragging. No, literally. <laughs> yeah, hey, check out the There's alt- something wrong with my penis, doctor. Hey, hey, check out the alt oh fire mode. Check, check out the alt fire. They're like split in half and form like fucking turret legs. <laughs> Uh, dick joke. But yeah, so I I kept trying to like uh, double jump over them, but I kept fucking up the timing. So I would always catch the so they would always catch me in the fucking foot, and then it would be just so many times of me just fucking trying to jump over a fucking pinky, and just falling over on the ground dead. I managed to get through him. I managed to get through those pinkies and fuck all that shit up, and then I had to go and fight a cyber demon. Yeesh. Those are never fun. Yeah, and so I went in there with full everything. I had full ammo, full health, full shields. I had fucking all BFG charges. I didn't have any chainsaw charges, but I'm assuming I didn't have enough chainsaw to insta-kill this thing. So then I just started fucking unloading on him. I fired off every fucking BFG shot I had, and they were just... That, that, game, that gun's so fucking good. But enough time passes for me playing it like, in between sessions of me playing it, that I keep forgetting what the BFG ammo looks like. <laughs> yeah, the chargers of the BFG are different from standard ammo because it is st- different from standard guns. It works like a chainsaw. So the chainsaw in New Doom, uh, you find gas canisters. And you pick up those, and those give you charges. And then, and then you can use your chainsaw to insta-kill enemies based on how many charges you have in your chainsaw. 
Can it insta-kill all enemies? Most enemies. Okay. Because if it could insta-kill, um... If it could insta-kill, like, the cyber demon, I'd be like, nope, that's overpowered. Yeah, like, like maximum you can have, I think, is five charges that I've found so one far. Of my favorite, one of my favorite things about Doom is the Doom comic. It's... Yeah, it's like the so rip and tear, rip and tear your guts, rip and tear the, rip and tear your flesh. <laughs> they do say rip and tear in this, like fucking the fir- the second sentence spoken in the game is rip and tear, because they have taken all the insanity of Doom lore and started playing it totally straight, and it works in a fucking well, fantastic that's way. That's kind of how you gotta. You gotta play it uh, like that, though. Yeah, every single fucking like you, you, you essentially have a codex with every like every time you fight a demon or something, you get new information about it, and it's written like a like a fucking TPS report or something, and it explains like it explains like the fucking bureaucratic and business reasons as to why they took this demon and put a computer in it. I want to play this. It is so fucking good. I serious. I have to play this. Yeah, so fighting that cyber demon. I unloaded everything into it, and I needed to uh, re- rip out its fucking like cyber core in order to open up a portal to hell to find the stone I needed in order to stop a doctor from unleashing hell into reality or something. I don't know. The plot in this game is fucking ridiculous. It's doom. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so I yeah so fucking got I got Astrid's armor, got that shit, went in there. Fucking unloaded on it, used up all my BFG charges, used up most of my fucking good gun ammo, and then killed it. The core popped out, got it, cracked it, because that's what that's what Doom Marine does. He just fucking breaks everything. Well, that's the ultimate form of science, right? Yeah, like one of, like one of the early missions of the game is like, all right, so you need to go and turn off these argent energy accumulators, and but be very careful with them. This is very this is very like delicate technology. And then I just as he's saying that, you just kick it. He's like, ugh. <laughs> that's the Doom <laughs> Marine's fucking shit from day, from like the fucking jump. Like he puts on his suit, pulls over a screen that just says demonic invasion in progress. He hits a button on it, and then some dude's like, hi, I'm Dr. Samuel Hayden. I'm here to help you. What we need to do is this, this, this. But then like a second into what he's saying, the Marine just grabs the screen, just throws it aside, and runs away. <laughs> it's great. Oh, but yeah, so beat Cyberdemon, pull out his core, went to hell. Cyberdemon got back up with full health. And I had nothing. Oh. And then he started doing multiple. Oh, God. Then he started doing multiple long range swipe attacks that I tried to dodge out of the way using my double jump, but I kept double jumping into the higher swipe attack. Oh, no. So I died pretty quick. Yeah. That sounds bad. Yeah, it really was. And I love this game. I'm just really, really bad at it. Well, do you want to know my ultimate method for getting good at a game? Don't play it? No, practice. Practice on what? This is the only this is the only direction I have to go. Exactly. So your strategy is just get good? Pretty much. <laughs> like the more times you die the less you'll uh, fail at it because you'll get better 
Wait, that doesn't make sense because every time you die, you fail. So the more times yeah, you die, so. So the, the more times you die, the more times you fail. Yes, and eventually you will succeed. But you said the more times the die, you the less you fail. Yes, because you keep dying. But dying, so you'll dying is failure. Yes, but eventually you'll practice enough to where you're good. Do you understand where my confusion is coming from with this? I do. That's the point. Video games are confusing. To master any game, you have to play it enough. And to be able to play this game enough, you have to die. Because you can only move forward. Speaking of dying, actually, I played different. I played another game, um, Rise and Shine. So I got this game as part of the Adult Swim Humble Bundle. Oh. This game is two hours long. It's an Adult Swim game. It kind of isn't, though. Like, like, what, what do you think when I, when I say Adult Swim game, what do you think of? Like, what do you think the game is? Um, I think of uh, Pocket Mortys or Robot Unicorn Attack. It is neither of those. So okay. you so you play as Rise, a small child living on Game Earth, a world that is essentially what if every video game made before 1992 had a planet? And so you're, yes, you're living there, Rise, um, and your world is being invaded by the planet Next Gen, which is what if every game made after 2005 had a planet? And so next gen are invading. They have their fucking space Marines and their dreadnought ships and fucking weird robots and whatever. And the planet of uh, game earth has the guardian as well as the guardians weapon shine, who is a talking gun. So what you do is you're, you're in the mall, just kind of running away from everything that's happening. And then the hero dies in front of you. But not before giving you shine. So then now you are a child with a magic gun that gives you the power of infinite respawns. Oh. So then you so then you are this small child running around with a gun, constantly being disintegrated and then coming back to life. And they bring that up in the game. They keep saying, like the kid keeps saying, I don't like dying. And yeah, uh, aside from that, the game's uh, kind of like a the game works like a dual stick shooter kind of thing where you know move around with one stick, aim with the other. But you can only aim, when, but you can only like aim the gun when you are actually aiming. You have to like pull the left trigger down in order to actually go into aim mode. And there is there isn't a lot in terms of like helping you actually aim when you start the game. You just kind of like base it off of like hey the gun's kind of pointed in this direction maybe it'll hit and then after, get you, and after that you get a laser sight which doesn't actually draw a real line what it does is it goes out about in, about two inches from your character then disappears and then a red dot actually just kind of a glowing red dot appears on the enemy when you are actually aiming on them 
Okay. Yeah, and from there you get uh, different power ups. Um, you get the ability to shoot electric bullets, which you can use to char- which you can use to charge certain things in like very specific areas of the game. There are certain enemies that only have that have shields that can only be destroyed by electric bullets. Uh, you get uh, grenades, which can be you know regular grenades or electric grenades, and then you get uh, guided bullets, which is you can fire a bullet and it turns into essentially a bullet bill, and then you can control that. And that has a similar kind of aiming, aiming problem as the gun because there is no like, there's not there's no laser sights for a bullet, and the bullets only work in very specific fields. If the bullet leaves a field, uh, leaves a field where like a you know a control node or whatever is there, if, if it leaves that field, then the bullet just drops off immediately, loses all momentum, and just fucking dies. And so the game, if I was if I was better with those bullets, the game would be like fucking 45 minutes long. Because I spent so much of my goddamn time fucking trying to aim bullets properly and just missing over and over and over again. Which, I mean, isn't that much of a problem because you have infinite ammo. It is just annoying. That whole any bit where I'm playing with the fucking electric bullets just feels annoying or sorry not electric bullets guided bullets just feels just like an annoyance and a hindrance to me actually enjoying this game more okay another thing like i said like i said the game's two hours and that is way too fucking short this game needed to be at least twice that because but, but the game needed to be twice that to be like better for me but I feel like if these developers tried to do that, it wouldn't work out that well because they barely had enough story for the two hours they had. So the story, like I said, Rise gets his gun, Shine, and then fucking goes off and does this stuff. Then it turns out his dad is the leader of the fucking next-gen army or whatever. You find this out. Five minutes later, you fight him. Then five minutes later, you kill him. Whoa. As well as every other person from next gen. You commit genocide. By opening up a fu- by opening up a fucking game dev tool. Whoa. Yeah, like, like like the whole quest is to go to this fucking area where a computer terminal is, or an actual like full on real computer, that you then have to open up a like a fucking Unity Unity engine editor. Go into it and then just go over. To, just use your fucking mouse cursor to go over enemies and then untick, then untick them so that all the enemies just fucking cease to exist. But then everything's fucking amazing. <sighs> and that that all happened in the span of like half an hour. That whole story. That is. That is a lot. That is act. Wow. Okay. Um. Wow. Yeah. And it's got a fucking sequel hook in there because of course it fucking does. Yeah, as you do. But yeah, this game just needed to be more. It needed like more story. It needed more chances to like actually use the electric bullets in a meaningful way. So it wasn't just, yeah, use a different type of ammo because it looked different. It needed more of a story. It needed like more character behind it. Like I play the game start to finish. I could not tell you a fucking thing about the relationship between Rise and Shine. Because there is none. They just talk at each other. 
I can't even tell you that much of a fucking personality of the individual characters because Shine is intermittently snarky and intermittently like, I'm the fucking weapon of destiny. You got to fucking do this shit. And Shine is intermittently a child and intermittently a thing that talks. This game needed a stronger story team. It needed it needed a lot of stronger things to be a much better game. Not to say it's a bad game. It's just... There could have been more here. And there just wasn't. Speaking of that thing I just said, Headlander. I got that as part of the Adult Swim Bundle 2. It's a game from Double Fine. And it starts off with a, it starts off with a stronger idea, like a stronger concept for a game than Rise and Shine did. It's a Metroidvania game where you play as a disembodied head. What? Yeah. So in the future, uh, humanity has essentially gone like full gits. Where like Ghost in the Shell was like, okay. where Ghost in the Shell was like, hey, yeah, we do like some minor modifications with like you know this stuff. In this, everybody's gone full major. I would totally go full major. Where they're essentially there, just like there would be one modification I would have. Where they're essentially just like digital constructs of people placed inside robot bodies. And the robot bodies, they don't look human. They look like fucking like mod era nineteen fifties robots. Like they all have like some of them have like afros or like giant fucking like beehives or whatever, but it's all metal. They wear they wear like that style of clothing and the environments and everything are designed like that. And the enemies look like dudes from fucking Logan's run. But they're all yeah, they they all look like just fucking straight up robots, which I. I don't see the appeal of that. Like that just seems kind of shitty. Like, if I want to go into a robot body, I want to be like a robot body that looks like a person. I can do, like, person things. I don't really see the appeal of being, like, a pointy metal person. Well, then you get to be, like, this badass super, like, like machine, so... You really don't. That. You really don't. These machines can take barely any damage. Okay, what the fuck is the point, then? immortality i don't know i think the like i think the like the big plot of it is like there is a there's like this over art there's like this over overlording fucking ai program that's like keeping everybody in these bodies and everybody's like yeah we're cool with it yeah and so you are playing as the last organic based person because you are because you are just like a futurama head you were just a head but you're in a space helmet that has a rocket on it. Awesome. So when you are just kind of being ahead, you can just kind of fly around, and do whatever. But in order to actually interact with the world, what you need to do is you need to go down and rip the robot heads off the robot bodies and then put your head on the robot body. Hence, Headlander. Yeah, you, can do the, that- you, can do, you can do this for people, you can do this for guards, you can do this for machines, you can do it for dogs. Yeah, the game's just about you trying to find this guy who's been helping you out and try to save humanity from 
their robot overlords. Yeah, there's kind of not much to it. Like everything kind of like if if you played a Metroidvania game, you kind of know how this goes. You have this kind of like big sprawling map that has certain areas that are locked off until you get certain power ups, or in this case, robot bodies. Because instead of being locked off by like weapons or stuff, they are locked off by security clearance. Like, oh, this door's red. I need a red security clearance robot. Oh, this door is fucking orange. I need an orange one. Oh, this door is purple. I need a fucking purple one. And so far, playing... Let me actually see how much I've played of this. In the half an hour I've played of it, that's kind of all there really is to it. Just you go around to get robot bodies. If a robot shoots you, you shoot them back. There are occasionally air vents that have secrets in them that are very clearly marked on the map. I don't really see why they're called secrets. Like going, like going through finding secrets and shit. Like that is something that you supposed to, they're supposed to find by yourself. Even if you fucking get a map of an area, they don't fucking mark the secrets on it. Usually. Or, or the very least they, or the very least they wait for you to find it organically. Like they don't just fucking give you a map straight up. Yeah, I like to be able to find secrets if they're gonna, if like, put it, just putting them on the map, like at least make it hard to find the secrets on the map. Like make or, it you have ver- to go and find. Yeah, the- or at the very least, like even if you show like, hey, like this room has a secret in it, you fucking make it hard to find it. You make it hard to like get to it. In this, every secret I found so far has been incredibly obvious where it was and incredibly easy to get. Like, I think I've only died, like... I don't think I've actually died once in this game so far. Even going after fucking all the secrets I can. Wow, really? Yeah. Again, oh. 30 minutes, but... Yeah, I think there are, like, mini quests, too. Like, side quests that we can do. There was one I was running along, and then I talked to this lady. who's like, hey, you see my dog? I miss my dog. And so then I kidnapped her a dog. Then brought it back to her. She's like, oh, hey, thank. Oh, hey, my dog's back. Yay. I don't think it did anything for me. Like in game. I don't really know why this game is. I also don't know why this game is like weirdly taxing on hardware. Like, the game, it looks fine. It's not, like... They're not going for fucking, like, Witcher 3 shit here, but the game, like, still... The game the game looks fine. It just isn't some fucking graphical powerhouse that needs, like, fucking two 1080, 1080 fucking TIs and SLI running to fucking run this shit. But if I try turning up the fucking anti-aliasing higher than, like, the first level, the frame rate fucking tanks... I've noticed that with a few games. I'm just like, okay, you're not pretty enough to deserve this. Why are you trying to make my why are you trying to make my computer break just because I want to run you at a graphical setting that doesn't make you look like an 8-bit shooter? Yeah, exactly. It's these 
is weird when that happens. Like the same thing with the fucking Metro, like that the original Metro. Yeah, I can't run that at max because, and like I have a really decent PC. As do I. So. But uh, but I went to forums. It's like, yeah, people, yeah, dude. If you even if you have like a fucking like 1080 or whatever, you probably won't be able to run it at fucking max settings. Everything fucking awesome. Because the engine's apparently really taxing. I don't get why. Neither do I. I'm probably going to end up uninstalling Headlander. This has been a... This this bundle didn't turn out that great. I also got Beyond, I also got Beyond Good and Evil, that original Beyond Good and Evil for PC. Because I saw that yeah. fucking thing. I was like... I saw that, like... E3, they did the Beyond Good and Evil 2 with the little fucking movie. I was like, eh, fucking, I might as well play that game. I never played that first one. Well, I got it. And everybody's like, hey, yeah, you need to install these patches and stuff in order to make it widescreen or whatever. And I do that. And then all my fucking HUD elements destroy themselves. I haven't gotten too deep into it yet, so... I was thinking of doing. I was thinking of doing videos for it. I don't know. <sighs> if you want a co-commentator, I'd be willing to participate. The game don't work like that. Someone else watching you play, commenting on it. Yeah, like I kind of. I mean, like I kind of do like live things to it, so it's kind of hard to be like, be like, yeah. So I'm just gonna go back and fucking watch myself do this. Yeah, I keep what you're saying there. Anyway, final thing. Injustice 2. That game is really good. And I'm really bad at it. <laughs> yeah, that is a fighter that might actually get me to play fighters. Yeah, yeah, it's real fucking good. The biggest problem with it, though, is that it fucks up the backstory that I'm familiar with based on my time reading the comics. I don't mean I don't mean like a fucking like old like original universe comics. I'm talking about like the Injustice comics. Because there's a point in the story where they flash back to when Damien left Batman to work with Superman. And it's different from the story I know that I read in the Injustice comics that were written as the official backstory of Injustice. The what? You mean the game company got something different from the comic books? <laughs> yeah, the comic books that were written by people working with the game company. Yeah, I don't. I never understand why people who actually, you know, know the material get it wrong. It's almost like people don't actually pay attention when they're trying to do things. I'm looking at you, anyone who claims to be a fan of something and then lets something else ruin it. Batman versus Superman. Anyway, in the comics, what happens is um, there, there's there's a point where Superman goes to Arkham in order to murder people. So Batman goes out there with Damien and Nightwing. During the fight, um, the fucking Solomon Grundy gets loose, turns into this big fucking thing where some villains or where some of the Superman's contingent are helping Batman and stuff. Damien gets like Damien becomes a little bitch like he usually does and hits Nightwing in the back of the head with one of his escrima sticks. This causes Nightwing to fall over, crack his head on a rock and die. And die. 
at which point Damien is like, oh, fucking God, what have I done? And become and like fully goes over to Superman's side while Batman starts freaking the fuck out. And in the monologue does a really and in his internal monologue does a really great thing and said and just ends it with my son is dead as he's carrying Nightwing's dead body out of Arkham. And Superman in all this still thinks he's the good guy. Of course, he's the good guy. He's Superman. Meanwhile, in the co- meanwhile in the game, uh, Damien and Bruce go to Arkham. Batman fights Superman, and then Damien's like, "Yeah, I'm gonna leave with him. Bye." And they just float in the sky. Because that makes sense. Yeah. Also, I'm not entirely sure what of the first game is canon because green arrow and black canary are in it, but green arrow and black canary from their universe from like the injustice universe are dead. So either these guys, so either these guys came back to life somehow, or they are from the mainline universe that came over in the other game, but that wouldn't make any sense because they don't really have that technology anymore. Also, they wouldn't have the relationship with Harley Quinn that they do because that relationship was built in the previous in that universe. Because in the injustice, because well, in the injustice, so universe, long as they have a flash, you, they can cross dimensions. Uh, Flash's powers kind of work like that in the comics. They don't really. So wait, the flash in the injustice universe can't travel dimensions. Not really. Ah. And the Flash in the Fine. comics can't really cross dimensions like that either. Yes, he can. What comics does he do that in? I don't remember. I've, I've read some Flash. I don't remember, really remember him doing that. The Flash can vibrate his body at a different frequency, at different frequencies, allowing him to cross between dimensions. It's why they had the Justice League Unlimited episode where they went into the alternate Earth with the Justice Society or something. Justice Lords. Yeah, them. Hmm. Yeah. That well. It's <sighs> also why the episode crossover between the Flash and Supergirl happened. Yeah, but that's the TV show, and they fuck those powers up so hard. Like the Flash in the comics can't actually time travel by running fast unless he has the cosmic treadmill. Yeah, that's time travel, not dimension hopping. Anyway. Yeah, so in the game, uh, it is, I believe, five years after the events of the first game. Superman's been taken down. He is locked up in prison, in a special Red Sun prison. Uh, Bruce Wayne is out there as Batman, trying to rebuild society and help, and help like fucking get things back, get everybody back on their feet. While also kind of running the world's remaining superheroes, the ones who stood against Superman and didn't die. Like Barry Allen, he uh, kind of like switched sides near the end, so Batman put him up in the fucking Antar- Bat- Batman put him up in Antarctica, just to fucking keep him where you can find him. Yeah, Screen Rant, that's a fucking viable source. But anyway, dude, I really don't care. But I do. I'm named after him, for God's sake. 
Anyway. Then Brainiac shows up. This whole game is about Brainiac. You're fighting Brainiac. And at certain points in the story, um, you are given two characters to play as. So typically how a NetherRealm style story and like fighting game story works is in the individual chapters, you play as one character. You play that character for like four fights or five fights. Let's switch it over to somebody else. What this one does is some chapters will have two characters. Either like one of them is like Black Canary and Green Arrow. Another one is Blue Beetle and Firestorm. And then I believe the final one is Batman and Superman. So, yeah, so uh, with, with, some of the, with some of the chapters, uh, like with the Black Canary, Green Arrow one, I went all Black Canary choices on that because I never actually, Black Canary's a new character for this and Green Arrow was kind of my main in the first one. So I wanted to get something different. And it's weird. I don't play counter characters, but I really like Black Canary. You want to know why I suck at fighting games? Because I'm not good at guarding. No, like, I'm fucking garbage at defense, but I, and that's kind of why I don't really like playing fucking, uh, some characters. Like I don't really play Cammy largely be like in street fighter because largely because like her fucking ultra, at least in street fighter four was a counter. And in this, uh, in this, like a uh, black canaries two kind of two of her main moves are counters. But I don't know if it's like a window thing on them, but I actually have a lot of time. I actually have a lot of fun like playing this character. I actually have been able to pull off some counters like relatively well. It's just I never. never been able to, you must you must remain within your tiny window of gaming. It's just I've never. It's just I've never been able to get a fucking low counter because I have no idea how to fucking tell a high, mid, and a low. But anyway, in other chapters, like with the Blue Beetle Firestorm one, I just kind of switch back and forth. Just I play one fight as Blue Beetle, play one fight as Firestorm. I play one fight as Aquaman, one Which fight Blue as Beetle? Black Adam. I play every Jaime fight as Reyes. Ba- I play every fight, fight as Batman because fuck Superman. And yes, it's Jaime Reyes. Awesome. Yeah, the fighting in this game it, it feels like that first game. It feels like it feels like Injustice One, but tighter. Like things play a lot better. I'm able to get. I'm able to get combos easier. I don't know if because I don't know if it's because I got good, but I've been able to get like combos easier with it and stuff. Um, and the game just fucking looks kind of fantastic. These are some of the best faces in video games. Like I don't know what the fuck they did. Like the other realms did with the art direction or with their engine, but it fucking works. Yeah, that, this game looks fucking incredible to me. You know what I really, really wish? I wish, like, various companies would just work together to put out the best products. Like, but if they you did guys that, got then really we'll make good money. Facial animation. You guys got really good facial animations. Put them together with our combat system and their leveling system, and we'll have the greatest game ever. Yeah, but then how do they split the money? They give it to the creator. Well, that's just stupid. We, the publishers, own these games, so we make money. And we should make more money than the other people. Because fuck them. And that, children, was a dramatic reenactment of business. Thank you. Thank you.
We'll be here all week. Next time we'll be doing a dramatic reenactment of why movies all suck. Starring a Donald Trump facsimile. Please <laughs> protest us. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, like uh, like with other uh, Netherrealm fighting games, outside of the uh, outside of the like the story campaign, there is online play, which I haven't gotten into because I don't want to get fucking worked just yet. And then there are the towers. So the towers in this are the multiverse, is what they call it. Uh, essentially, they are just like kind of randomly generated, um, randomly generated like combat strings. You just like you just like go in, you fight X number of dudes. Sometimes there will be special challenges to them. Sometimes there'll be like special twists, like hey, in this you can't use supers, or in this like fucking rocks rain down from the sky to try to kill you. And then there is also just regular the combat simulator which is just you fight a number of dudes and then you get a pre-animated ending for each of the characters. It's essentially like the arcade mode. And there's a, yeah, there's a lot, there's a lot of stuff in here. Just like if you, if you're the kind of person who doesn't want to go play fighting games online because you fucking suck, there's a lot of stuff where I'll be. There's a lot (laughs) of stuff in this game that actually works in your benefit. They kind of understand that this game is, let a good chunk of the fighting game community doesn't want to go into fucking ranked online multiplayer and have some fucking 19 year old from Nigeria just fucking body you. Or this Korean upstart whose job is to play video games. Yeah, there's some kid in fucking there's some kid in SoCal who rips his shirt off every time he goes into a second round. Who's like sitting at home just fucking destroying t-shirts that he got for fucking five bucks for 20 of them. Anyway, the weirdest thing, though, about this game is the loot. Because it's a fighting game with loot. What? Yeah, uh, this is kind of this is one of the things that was is a bit weird, uh, like kind of going into it. And as of yet, I've kind of not really noticed much difference with the loot other than like aesthetically. But that might be because I'm so only it's cosmetic loot. No, it actually no, it changes stats. Like all the characters have stats. Well, of course, it's a big portion of fighting games. But no, like changeable stats. So, so I think so. The stats are kind of built down into uh, strength, defense, ability, and health. And they're all kind of self-explanatory. Strength is attack power. Defense is how hard you can take a hit. Ability is your special moves and like your and like your fucking ultras and whatever. And then health is health. And so as you play with the character, you get experience with that character and level up that character, increasing the uh, increasing the like level of loot they can wear. And the loot changes them cosmetically, but then it also adds like buffs and debuffs to health or strength or defense or ability. And as of yet, I haven't really been able to find... I haven't really been able to like feel any noticeable difference in that stuff. And like going into like online play and stuff, that is... I think in like most like real competitive settings, you could just turn off all of the fucking loot stuff. So it just turns into pure aesthetics. But you get it through like loot boxes, which you get from doing like fucking towers and stuff and winning challenges in towers. You can get loot boxes that way. 
or you can just buy them with one of the four in-game currencies. Three of which I don't don't know what they do. Like one of them is just like fucking it's fight money, essentially. Hey, you did good at this thing. Here's some fucking cash. And then he used that to buy like the capital. And then he used that to buy the lower level boxes. I think I think you can get like a I think you get up to silver or gold loot boxes with in-game currency. At least like the fight money stuff. Uh, Then there is diamond and platinum loot boxes. No idea how to get those. I spent a lot of time looking how to get those because I don't give a fuck. But I still like I like I like I like numbers in the green. So if I (laughs) so when I get loot I have to fucking put it on the characters that give them the best green numbers. And it's unfortunate because a lot of that loot looks fucking stupid. <laughs> I am the same damn way. That's like, why I love the fact that Diablo introduced a way to make your characters not look retarded. Like, as it is, I've been kind of lucky because I've been playing a lot of Black Canary, and the loot I've gotten for her has been incredibly simple and doesn't really change her aesthetic too much. The only thing it added was, like, a fucking domino mask. Which I actually... Which I think on her... Matrix? No, Domino. It's it's like the Robin mask. Yeah, I know. No, it's 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 just a little Domino mask. It does nothing to conceal her identity because Dinah Lance don't give a fuck. And it is... Yeah, she's kind of been the only one I've been able to make not, I've been able to make look not retarded. Like fucking Green Lantern. Fuck Green Lantern, by the way. I kind of hate him. Which Green Lantern? Hal Jordan. Yeah, he's an asshole. Yeah, especially because in the previous game, he was on the bad guy side. Yeah, he left the Green Lantern Corps, joined the Sinestro Corps. What? Yeah, because he was working with Superman. Superman also got joined, also got linked up with the Sinestro Corps before ripping his ring off, forcibly crushing it and saying, hey, fuck you, Sinestro. While Sinestro still worked for him. Yeah, then Hal fucking went off into space, became a Green Lantern again, came back and was like, hey, yeah, I'm a good guy now. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Also, kind of a shitty thing. Uh, the reverse Flash is in this, but he's not a character. He's an alternate costume for the Flash. Okay. Interesting. It really isn't. Because the reverse Flash is a different person. He fights different. He moves different than the Flash does. But his moves are the same. His animations are the same. His ultra is the same. The Flash's ultra is he grabs a guy, runs him into the, like the fucking ancient Egypt and throws him against the pyramids, rip it, destroying the nose off the Sphinx. Then he fucking runs him into the past and throws him into a fucking T-Rex. Then grabs him and runs him back to the present and slams him into his past version of himself. That's the Flash's, Ow. That's the Flash's ultra. The reverse Flash's ultra makes, is the exact fucking same. That makes my brain hurt thinking about that. No difference in anything. It's just, hey, yeah, I fucking did this, whatever. 
Well, obviously, the reverse flash is stealing it. No, the reverse flash is just doing the exact same thing because he isn't a different character. He's just the flash with a palette swap and a different voice actor. Which also, because I've been watching so much fucking Critical Role going back to D and D, I can't not notice their voices, and it's really we- and it's really disconcerting to me because Talson Jaffe is the voice of uh, Flash, Liam O'Brien is the voice of Reverse Flash, Laura Bailey's the voice of Supergirl. So yeah, Supergirl's in this too. She's pretty great. I, I like playing as her. Uh, Scarecrow's in this, and Scarecrow actually is kind of the best fucking shit in it. Because when he starts out, he starts out as just fucking horseshit, boring fucking nerd Jonathan Crane. Like in his lab coat with a little shitty necktie on and the fucking scarecrow mask. Then as he walks onto the stage, he just fucking uncorks a fucking vial or like a canister of fear gas and then turns into a fucking scarecrow demon. Cool. That is that sounds I, I need to play this. It is really cool. I need to play this. I really enjoy this game. <sighs> Brainiac's a bunch of bullshit because he's the fucking final boss of a goddamn Netherrealm fighting game. So, of course, he is. He has one move that does that does more than half your health and damage. Oh, uh, tell me it's avoidable, at least. You can block it, but you gotta fucking be on it and you can avoid it. But you got to be fucking on it because it's a it's a move that comes out comes up from under you and slams you into the ceiling, and then another fucking claw thing comes from behind you, grabs you and slams you into the ground because you can only fight Brainiac in his fucking ship. But yeah, Dexter's in the game, so this game's pretty all right. That's what I've been playing then. On to news. Only real, only really one piece of news for this week. Uh, Nintendo has revealed the SNES Classic Edition. The follow-up to the NES Classic Edition. The worldwide smash hit that they underproduced, undershipped, and then discontinued. Because Nintendo makes good business decisions. Really good business decisions. Well, yeah, the new SNES Classic is like you would expect. It looks like a SNES. It fits in the palm of your hand. You get two controllers that are, you know, fucking disconnectable and stuff. They look like SNES controllers. The big thing about this, though, is that with with the 21 games included on it, one of the games is Star Fox 2. A game that was never officially released. So either you're getting an unfinished game, or they finished the game specifically for the release of the SNES Classic. <sighs> uh, it looks like uh, this is a full-on official release, a full-on actual thing. Uh, like, like looking at it, um, the development of the game. I believe the game was like basically done before it got canceled. Yeah, I'm pretty sure like it it was it was at least like most of the way done. And it just got fucking canned. 
you know, this is happening. It's a full-on real thing. Uh, the other games that come with they come on they come preloaded on the system include Super Mario World, Super Mario Kart, Legend of Zelda: Link to the Past, F Zero, Super Metroid, Street Fighter Two Turbo, Hyper Fighting, Super Punch Out, Super Castlevania Four, Donkey Kong Country, Mega Man X, Kirby Superstar, our Final Fantasy Two, Kirby's Dream Course, Star Fox, Super Mario Two, Yoshi's World, Super Mario RPG, Legend of the Seven Star, Contra Ooh. Three. Contra 3, The Alien Wars, Secret of Mana, Earthbound, and Super Ghosts and Ghouls. How much is this console? 80 bucks. It might be worth it just for Super Mario, Legend of the Seven Stars. Yeah, there are actually a bunch of games on there that I want to play. But yes, that's the American and European release. Um, if you get the console in Japan, the game lineup will be slightly different. So, uh, in Japan, uh, the system also isn't called the NES Classic. It's called the Super Famicom Classic. Because they called the Super Famicom, because they called the, the SNES the Super Famicom over in Japan. Uh, and the game, and the game library is slightly different. Um, the Japanese version does not have Earthbound, Kirby's Dream Course, Super Castlevania 4, or Super Punch-Out. But it does have Fire Emblem, Mystery of the Emblem, the Legend of the Mystical Ninja, uh, Panel de Pawn, Tetris Attack, that's in parentheses, and Super Soccer. So yeah, like I said, the console is coming out on September 29th of this year, and it will be $79.99 US. Probably want to get your pre-orders in now, because it's probably already sold out. Damn! Actually, let me just double check that. Where to pre-order? Amazon. Yep, currently unavailable. God damn it, Nintendo. Yeah, that... That's what happens when you are fucking playing with power. I love the power glove. And be ready for so it. Bad. And be ready for the day after it comes out for a thing to be up on eBay for fucking nineteen thousand dollars or whatever. Because that's how this goes. Yeah, the, the only the ones switch. who make money off of it are the ones who pre-order twenty of them and sell all twenty of them. Yep. Actually, let me. Just... Last time I checked uh, in Canada. Kind of the only option you had to buy a Switch was to buy one used for like a thousand bucks. Jesus! Jesus Christ! Okay, well in Canada, the from Amazon, the the Nintendo Switch, the gray version, is $575. Jesus Christmas! Meanwhile, at EB Games... <laughs> Excuse me while I just fucking shop. He means GameStop, Americans. Yeah. Uh, it is currently unavailable. Yeah. So that's nice. I also think they have one on, like, on Kijiji or something for, like, fucking $700. 
For you Americans, Kijiji is like Craigslist, but less penises. You said the Switch, right? Yep. The Nintendo Switch. Jesus Christ. Yep. I'm so glad I'm not actually interested in that console. All right, so there is a guy who, there's a guy in Dunsford selling one for 550 bucks. Uh, Comes with a fucking carrying case and Mario Kart 8 and Zelda. But he's willing to trade for a PS4 Pro. That's a fucking deal and a half, I guess. I don't know. (sighs) That's going to do it for this week. News kind of burnt itself out after E3 happened. That's how how it usually goes. E3 happens, everybody fucking sleeps. Thank y'all for joining us. We will be back in two weeks' time with episode of the DestroBras.com video games podcast. In between, now and then, though, regular run news, maybe reviews, podcasts. Gotta stop saying that. You kind of stopped writing things after a while. <laughs> anyway, we're here. We're doing stuff. Come look at it. Or listen to it. Or don't. I don't know. Patreon, motherfuckers. We have it. Till next time, I'm dead. I'm, and I'm caveman. <laughs> Catch off guard? Yeah, actually. <laughs> he had that whole rant, and I was just like, Is this coming? Where is this coming? We'll see you guys later. <laughs> Bye. Have a wonderful time. <laughs> you caught me off guard there, too, damn it.